Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the New Moon Meditation in October. Our theme for this evening will be exploring the four qualities which a group must develop in unison prior to initiation. We shall listen to the talk and do our meditation, and after that, a discussion. The Tibetan has given us in Rule 11, for disciples and initiates, four qualities which must be developed in unison by a group prior to initiation. We shall consider these qualities as a group, but not from the point of view of initiation, but from how they influence or condition our service potency and our contribution within the new group of world service. These qualities, we are told, must be developed in unison. Therefore, it is as a united group that we seek to understand them. Pondering on the word unison prompts the question, what unites the group? One of the simple but profound answers is that the objectives of the new group of world service unite the group. And we have stated one of the objectives among others, which is to toil in Pisces, illumined by Taurus, and responding in measure to the Aquarian influence or energies. The four qualities which the group needs to develop, consider, and unitedly to achieve are the following. One, one the achievement of a non-sentimental group interrelations. Two, learning how to use the forces of destruction constructively. Three, attaining the power to work as a miniature hierarchy and as a group to exemplify unity in diversity. Four, four, cultivating the potency of occult silence. Sentiments of liking or disliking, approving or disapproving are all emotional reactions emanating from the personality. Conditioning and are the strands that usually bind or rebuff the people in groups. And for the kind of group work that we are considering, these personality bindings or rebuffs and emotional demonstrations must be transcended. It is very easy for us to conjure up images, circumstances, or situations of cold, abrupt, and hard-fought impersonal interactions between members of the group. But this may not be what is being asked of us. In fact, the Tibetan mentions the excessive efforts that aspirants put into achieving the wrong form of impersonality in relations, an effort which entails so much effort that the student becomes a prisoner to his or her own well-intentioned but unskillfully carried out activities, which then serve a wrong purpose. Let's consider what might constitute a non-sentimental group condition, especially when the group convenes a meeting or there is a physical gathering for work as in the new and full moon festivals and school conferences, or when we think of some of our group acquaintances. Might it not be that when we meet, even physically, 
we may consider it as an opportunity to see each other as souls in time and space. Here we can apply the fruits of our daily meditations and recollections and hold and think or consider each other with the same reflective attitude by trying to hold the points reached in our daily meditation, whether in the morning, the afternoon recollection attitude, or that of the detached, even reflective review attitude. It is not a cold, aloof, and the wrong kind of impersonality attitude towards those around us or those we encounter, but a reiterated effort to focus as a soul and in the light connect with everyone present by strands of light and love. The visualization of these directing and intentional strands of loving, lighted, connecting lines relating each one present might sound and seem labored and tiresome at first. But let us all remember that time, perhaps long ago, when we first tried to meditate and when even concentrating was a challenge and our first and early attempt seemed futile and hopeless. This simple practice of visualization and holding a group member or members always in the light and love when we think of each other may also be enthusiastically cultivated with expectancy, especially whenever we are to meet each other for physical gatherings and work. Such enthusiastic expectation will begin to elicit an emerging new capacity within us all. And after a while, when persisted in, will become habitual. By the way, this also constitutes active service work. It focuses us on the mental plane. It invokes light and love from soul levels. It increases group strength, group fusion, and group radiation, and in general, generates energy and contributes to the many lighted pathways along which the energies and forces invoked by the group and attendant to group service may travel outward throughout the world. For visualization, we are told, generates energy. The state of sentiments generates forces that are directed inwardly towards the personality inclinations. The non-sentimental state considered here is not inward bound to selfish instincts but selfless and outgoing into the world of men and women. One state is self-centered, the other is rooted in self-forgetfulness, which is essential in group service. In a larger sense, this is an injunction to move away from the grammar-inducing states of the astral plane into the lighted areas of the mental plane by way of the concrete mental levels. Sentiments of the wrong kind induce glamour in relationships and on the emotional plane. A non-sentimental attitude, the kind considered here, clears the astral plane, steadies its ever-changing states, calms the storms and strife that arise on that plane and transforms the astral nature into a reflecting medium for its higher counterpart, the buddhic or intuitional plane. A relationship is then established, whereby the patterns of things above the plan can be correctly reflected below, so that as above, so below. In this connection, it is important to note that one of the demands by humanity upon the new group of world servers is for them to contact, receive, and transmit illumination from the kingdom of souls 
into the threefold world. The achievement of this non-sentimental state aids greatly towards meeting this demand. Concerning sentiments, we meet today at a time when a major world crisis is unfolding right before our eyes. Sentiments are high and rife, and the spiritual ideas embodied in the mantra of unification are impinging on the mind with a new unusual force, relevance, and significance. Let us at this point pause for a moment and together sound the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all men love. Oh. The second quality which must be developed is learning how to use the forces of destruction constructively. The contrapositive implication must not escape us. For destruction can be very easy and construction can be labored. The aim here is well defined and focused for us. In this use of destruction constructively, we seek to destroy the ties which link the personalities of the group members so that the relationship is rapidly and increasingly based on one, soul activity. Two, a joint pledge to the master of the ashram. And three, a united service given to humanity. As people contributing to the service efforts of the new group of well servers, our daily practices tremendously aid us in the first type of activity to be developed under the second needed quality, that of the soul activity. Since we are not considering a group effort towards initiation, but a group effort towards service contribution within the new group of well service, we shall modify the second type of activity, which is to jointly pledge to the master of the ashram by carefully substituting a pledge to the soul, who is essentially group conscious and has no individual ab ambition of its own at all but is occupied with recognizing hierarchical planning, with registering world need, and with responding faintly, very faintly at first, to the developing monadic inflow. 
the third activity of the second quality to be developed needs some pondering as it entails and is carefully stated as involving a united service. It seems to be a peculiar kind of service which a pledged discipleship group may render to humanity. This type of service perhaps calls for a spiritual attention which is not easily sustained but towards which the worldwide groups of aspirants and disciples might be contributing to us. This type of service brings something new into the world. It functions as a direct precipitation of spiritual energies. The group invocative effort allows hierarchical energies to break through into the threefold world, using the pledged group of disciples as a vehicle. A demonstrable example is the world service silently rendered by that world discipleship group who served the world by invoking and evoking the energies that manifested as the teachings concerning the new group of world service and the Antakarana from the hierarchy and given by the Tibetan. The third quality to be developed is for the group to attain the power to work as a miniature hierarchy. The hierarchy is the planetary heart center. Whence the life expression of God streams forth into the hearts of humanity everywhere in the world. Its ashrams, we are told, are international and absolutely non-separative. The following phrase, the life expression of God, is one of the definitions of love given by the Tibetan in esoteric healing and groups attain the power to function as a miniature hierarchy when the members of the group are beginning to understand practically some of what is hidden in all that is meant by the two words loving inclusiveness and its underlying energies and forces. The final and fourth quality to be developed is occult silence. This occult silence has not much to do with physically talking or not talking. In fact, the Tibetan suggested to one of his students to perhaps talk more as he struggled with achieving this quality of occult silence. Essentially, it is a strictly mental state and attitude held habitually and as constantly as possible and directing energies and forces from deeper levels or sources. In the practice of occult silence, certain lines of thinking or thought forms and kinds of considerations are refrained from completely and are not permitted at all. The ideas which are not in line with the plan are not entertained. They are precluded in the individual and group thinking so that they are controlled right from their emanating sources and giving no life and expression. It is a responsible application of the implications of the injunction that energy follows thought and the eye that is opened by that thought directs the energies in motion. Illusions are nipped in the bud and find no expression at all. Instead, ideas and thought forms and thinking about the good, the beautiful and the true are vitally and actively indulged. As we daily recognize our place within the heart center of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression and meditating the plan 
into existence, the effort to develop these qualities as a group heritage has a direct influence on the radiatory and magnetic effect of the heart center of the new group of well service in companionship with the many other service group in the world. The influence of the new group of well service grows and its potency in well service increases. Its strength in overcoming the evil effects of age-old wrong outmoded practices is galvanized. Its receptivity to light is heightened and made acute. And its response to the new and incoming spiritual and divine energies and forces become fiery. Thus, today, the new group of well service, toil in Pisces, illumined by Taurus, and respond to the Aquarian energies. Thank you. Let us commence our meditation work. Strengthening the hands of the group of world service. Group fusion. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We recognize our place as a group within the heart center of the group of world service. Mentally extend a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart center. To the Christ, the heart of love within the hierarchy. Towards Shambhala, where the will of God is known.
higher interlude. Hold the mind focused for a few moments on the planetary role of the group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity, responding to hierarchical impression, and meditating the plan into existence. Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought through the impression and expression of certain great ideas. Humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. This is the major task of the group of world service.
precipitation. Visualize the precipitation of the will to good, essential love, throughout the planet, from Shambhala, through the planetary heart, the hierarchy, through the Christ, the group of world service, through all men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, and finally, through the hearts and minds of the whole human family. lower interlude. Consider the many ways in which the power of the one life and the love of the one soul are working out in the world through members of the group of world service. So building the thought form of solution to world problems.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the irradiation of human consciousness with light and love and power. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Thank you. Now we have reached the discussion stage and we shall be guided by, some, by the following questions. Questions for reflection. How would you define or explain the idea of group consciousness to a new and inquiring student. Two, how has your understanding of an esoteric group and group consciousness evolved through your reflections on esoteric work? Three, which of the four qualities of the emerging group do you find of greatest interest and why? The qualities once again are for the group to achieve a non-sentimental group interrelations. Two, for the group to learn how to use the forces of destruction constructively in severing personality links and bonds within the group. Three, attaining the power to work as a miniature hierarchy and as a group to exemplify unity in diversity. Four, to cultivate the potency of occult silence.
Thank you, Emmanuel. That was uh, really, really interesting. I'm going to have to think about that because you gave us so much to ponder on. But um, one thing that sort of emerged for me, and I've thought about this for decades, because I've been part of different groups and tried to sort of understand, I would say, the relationship between an individual to a group when you're trying to serve um, in terms of Aquarian ideals. And I've seen many groups sort of err on the side of being so concerned about the individual that the cohesion of the group gets lost because there's, there's always this need to sort of give every individual so much latitude of their opinion that it um, kind of dampens the, the cohesion of the group. And then on the other side, I've seen groups that are so, con, you know, so regimented towards the purpose that all individuality sort of gets crushed in the process. And I think it's interesting we're talking about this in Libra because Libra is about that balance. And so I've often thought about, you know, this challenge to find the relationship of the individual to the institution or the individual within a group. And I think healthy groups have that balance where there is latitude for individuality and individual talent and expression, but there's also a strong cohesion towards the purpose and the uh, vision and the goal of the group. And so there, there's a willingness of the group members to not only feel confident to express that individuality, but also being willing to uh, bend the need, bend the individual expression to the need of the group too. And, and it's an ongoing process, and it takes trust. It, it takes very strong, um, you know, cohesion of the group in terms of their real focus on that purpose and uh, on ultimately wanting to serve that purpose, you know, and that willingness to bend when you need to bend. But I remember this one thing that I think DK wrote about was he said, even within hierarchy, there are arguments and discussions going on. It's not all like this perfect unanimity of perspective and they have to hash it out. You know, they have to t discuss things. And so I think, well, if even the masters can do that, there's room within human institutions to do the same. Thank you very much, Maya. This last point that you made is very interesting because indeed the Tibetans said sometimes concerning the work there are disagreement but the ashram the group or the master responsible for that particular work is allowed to proceed And the cohesiveness of groups actually is the manifestation of the soul quality. The soul is the magnetic potency as well as the radiatory potency. Thank you. I just wanted to, Manuel mentioned it, but I just wanted to let everybody know who's joining us online that uh, if you'd like to share audibly, you can do so by raising your hand. And to raise your hand, you go to your Zoom toolbar, click on the reactions toolbar, and then click raise hand, and I will unmute you so you can share with the group online and as well as here in person. There are several of us here this evening. Well, while I have the mic, I will add that um, it evoked many, many thoughts, Emmanuel. So thank you for your thank you for your talk. Um, most notably, what's coming up 
for me is this, I think it was the second question here. How has your understanding of an esoteric group and group consciousness evolved through your reflections on esoteric work? Well, in my own experience, actually, my thoughts on group work and group consciousness has evolved more through, less through esoteric reflection and actually more through my experience in groups in my day-to-day life. And you find very quickly when working in any sort of group how incredibly far from these very high spiritual ideals, perhaps not not that we're so far from them, but actually how high they really are. You know, this elimination of personality ties. You know, you think of that as an ideal. You think, oh, yeah, well, I, I see where I have these personality ties, and you can vision it. And then you realize for an entire group to have no personality ties, like, oh, my goodness. You know, like... <laughs> What is that even is that even possible? You know, I'm not sure it is actually. I'm sure I mean it is, but um it's uh really remarkable, you know. If you real if you really stop to think how 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 difficult that is and what the result will really be, you know, in practice, you know, what that would what that would mean. Thank you, Michael. I like the way you put it in the form of very high achievement, something very high to be achieved. Uh, The group does not only have a personality, it has a physical presence, it has an astral vehicle which is greater and bigger than the physical presence, and so does the group have a mental vehicle and onwards until the integration of the groups will lead to the integrated personality of the group. But all of this have to be interpreted in terms of the quality and the type of service that the group is able to contribute within the heart center of the new group of world service. Then the group soul, which originally had sounded, because if that sound had not taken place at the beginning, the group could not have been formed. So it was the note of the soul that sounded and brought the people together. The radiatory effect of the soul it's actually brought the people together. Now the group has worked to actually increasingly become so infused as the years go by. And the persistency, the continuity, the constancy of their service to the world will be evidence of the group soul effect because the soul is the heart of persistency. Thank you. There's nobody with hands raised, but there was a really nice comment by Eduardo Gramaglia. I think I'll just oh there is hands, I'm so sorry. There's I couldn't see them. Uh, let's go ahead and um, Jian Prem. Hi, uh, yes, Jian. Um, thank you so much for um, having this discussion. And um, Michael, I really appreciate your contribution to that. I actually just had the vision come up. The only way that could work as a group without personality to interlink our geometries and and form a group geometric field. Um, but while I raise my hand, I'm very intrigued by the um, point of how to use destructive forces in a constructive way. I've done that personally, but wouldn't dare so far, I haven't dared to use it in a group. So if anyone has experience with that and would um, dare sharing, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. 
the Tibetan remarked that when the aspirant or the disciple penetrates into the area of the ashram, he or she is noticed, but he is not focused upon. He or she is given work to do. But because he is or she is new, she, she might be expecting some attention. That attention doesn't come. So he begins or she begins to learn a new detachment and, or, and in personality at a new higher level. And it continues onward until increasingly he or she becomes the soul and faces another group interrelationship on a higher level. Thank you. There's another hand raised here, John Riesenman. Emmanuel, thank you so very much for your beautiful words and the very clear way in which you have explained some challenging concepts. I'm, I'm deeply grateful for them. And I'd like to thank the other people who have spoken as well. Um, I'm struck by question number one under the questions for reflection. And if I were trying to explain the idea of group consciousness to a new student, I think I would strive to make clear the idea of a greater good, the idea of serving a greater good, and how when there is agreement about what a particular greater good might be, a consciousness of this greater good, a group consciousness gradually develops. And I think it was Maya who early on in her comment was talking about this um, conflict between the individual need and a perceived organization's needs. And we appear to be living in a time when many specialized interest groups are putting forth their needs and what might be conceived what might be perceived as the greater good is sometimes lost. And yet within this conflict that appears to be occurring, there are those who do recognize a greater need, a greater good, and talk about it. For example, it's interesting to note that when one listens to um, news reports on television in particular, the concept of a greater good is sometimes put forth by the one who is speaking. And so it's interesting to see how this idea of the greater good has now penetrated into humanity's consciousness so that there are people on the news media who are actively talking about this idea and considering it and thinking about how it might better manifest so it's beautiful to see an idea that might have been initially implanted within the consciousnesses of members of the groups of world servers now beginning to find flowering within the larger body of humanity, the larger consciousness of humanity, so that we now see thinking men and women talking about it on news stations and seeing this idea filtered down into all of the people of goodwill who are now actively thinking with more increasingly about how best to serve the greater good. So you have indeed given us much to ponder here. 
And I do thank you so much for your words. You're welcome. And thank you also for how you presented the idea of the greater good as a penetrating point to help the new student understand the idea of group consciousness. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts, perhaps related to the woman who shared a little bit um, from the group, from the Zoom audience, about how perhaps we can work um, maybe energetically as a group. And I just always think of this idea of how much more powerful we are as a group to contact the potent energies which are pouring into the planet. Because we know as individuals, we're imperfect, highly imperfect. We lack um, certain stabilities or certain qualities. And the potencies that are entering into the planet right now are so, so extremely powerful that we're told that we, as a group, we handle the intention. Our individual energetic body with the energy bodies of all group workers. And through that means, we provide a united group of different rays, different astrological energies. And through that means, we, we can project a united group onto Karana, into higher realms of consciousness, and provide a collective field, um, a united magnetic aura. And on that field, on that aura, the energies can be received, stepped down, transmuted, because that's our role as part of the new group of world servers to, to transmute these incoming energies so that they can be received by ongoing humanity. So. Thank you very much, Kathy, for making very practical the injunction to Injunction to the group that in unison, as in the, in the united front, in unison, let the group perceive the triad shining forth. It is only as a group and within the group that this could happen safely. Because the energies, like you said, are intense and tremendous. We can see everywhere in the world there is turmoil everywhere, economically, you name it, educationally, politically, socially, and it's evidence of tremendous energies pouring. And the group idea is almost being forced upon humanity. And groups are formed, are being formed everywhere. It is as if we are unconsciously, but progressively recognizing on another level that only in group formation can we solve the problems facing humanity today. Thank you. That's it. Think we have almost run out of time, but our next meeting will be the full moon in Scotland on Friday, October twenty-seven, six p.m. and then. Our special, after that, there will be our special seminar sponsored by World Goodwill, which will be held on Saturday, November 11th, 2023. 
So after the full moon festival of Scorpio on October 27th, in November, November 11th, we shall have the special seminar sponsored by Goodwill, Saturday, November 11, 2023. Thank you very much. And hope to see and meet again for the Festival of Scorpio. Good evening.